Oh, hi everyone, this is another episode of um, Toast Citizen. We're here to talk about CitizenCon 2013. So, welcome, and um, let me introduce our uh, guests, introduce themselves, starting with Kimmy. Kimmy65, how you doing? Glad to be here tonight. And Ken Sigma. Oh, hello, Toast Citizens, everyone. Good to see everybody. Thanks for tuning in. So, like I said, um, just talking about CitizenCon 2013, all the way back in 2013, can you believe it, in almost seven years. Um, I put the link if anyone wanted to, to follow along in Twitch chat, so that um, if the um, audio doesn't really sync up with, with you, you can um, do it that way. So, anything you guys want to say anything before we get started? You know, this uh, this CitizenCon was the sitcom right before I uh, became a subscriber. So I'm actually curious to see what it, what it's all about. I've actually ventured back this far. I became a sub in the 2014. So it should, should be a good one, hopefully. Yeah, I got a little nugget to share with that as far as 2013 as well. Um, uh, I as well went in as far as a backer along the lines of that same year. I think it was uh, October that I uh, became a, uh, a backer for 2013, but as a sidebar, this is an interesting sidebar with uh, CitizenCon 2013. Uh, at that time, uh, there was uh, a DragonCon event that was held by uh, SIG themselves, and it involved uh, David Ladyman. He was the original guy who did the... Um, the uh, Jump Point magazine. He was the editor, the original editor. Uh, Sandy was there, and Ben Lesnick, as well as David Haddock, was there on that event. And we did some, uh, they pretty much revealed that day uh, the Endeavor ship. And I got some pics too to show you. Uh, that was like the inaugural, that was like the, the starting of a verse con. I'm going to. That's coming in. There it goes. There you go. The gentleman in the hat is David David Ladyman. There's Ben, me, of course. There's Sandy and David Haddock. In the Haddock. I don't think I've ever seen you without your hat before. That's my first time seeing you without a hat. Hey, 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 watch it. <laughs> <laughs> watch it. <laughs> But yeah, Ben actually brought in a gaming, Asus gaming laptop that day and revealed, opened it up, and then we started talking, went through the Q&A, and then he revealed the Endeavor that day. And it was, at that time, it was selling for about 335 bucks, which was way out of my gaming uh, <laughs> budget, right? But I was so kind of uh thrilled to see that ship but yeah that was a little sidebar they did a dragon con event that year of uh citizen con so it was held in atlanta of 2013 so yeah let's uh yeah let's let's push it on forward but yeah interesting and as for me like i i i backed in october 2014 so this is a year before i backed and um i, I keep forgetting what it was about 2014 that um that that intrigued me, but we'll find out at a, at a later episode. But as for this episode, um, I watched a little bit of it, of it so far, and it's, I've been, well, I was, I had it on the background more, more so than watch it, so, but, but for the most part, this will be my initial, initial reaction, so I'm excited to get this started. 
Anything else you wanted to add, Tent? No, it sounds good, man. I'm ready to jump into it. All right, let's go. Uh, but in the meantime, the kind folks at Kickstarter are about to help out. Uh, we'll be launching a Star Citizen Kickstarter page. How many people are still there? Oh, yeah. Toast. So I'm not getting some of the end jokes, but that kid punching out their dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna meme back there or something. Yeah, that was the uh, meme, uh, I think one of the devs thought it. This is the best job ever, mm -hmm. and the reason why it's the best job ever. Oh yes, 
improvement for that. That was before my time. I wish I, wish I was around for that part. That would have been fun for me. <laughs> it's nuts. Now here's the other thing that, that I, I'm not really um, seeing. They have the funding goal beneath the um, the next funding goal underneath the funding goal. And this is pre, uh, what they call PBR, physical base rendering. That's why it looks kind of a little, it's good artwork, but it looks a little cartoonish compared to what we have. So they started implementing physical base rendering into the game, which gives more realistic texture. And like I was saying before about the um, funding goal thing, they had the citizen con underneath, underneath the funding goals. I wasn't sure yes. if that was a funding goal back then or something they were, um, trying to get toward or what, what was that? Well, the funding came in like fast and furious and then all of a sudden Chris was there he started banging uh, the carrot and said, hey, you know, because we're getting so much funding, do you want this? Do you want this? And then all of a sudden that was the birth of the funding goals. All uh, those goals were in place to say, we want this, 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 and then they started hitting those goals based on the funds being added to the project. I was asking specifically about Citizen Con, because I was best to underneath that. Audio's got to be a little bit wonky, because this is their first time, so bear with them. CR is not as great. I'm just making a joke. He loves what he's doing, man. He loves it. Plus a good amount of people that are also part of the community that are helping enable this game to get made. Really nice. So we thought that the idea of um, today, and we'll do this every year on October 10th, is to create uh, a get-together to sort of celebrate the game, the universe, the team. Mm, Talk about what we've been doing on the team, and also ha -ha, the community. So this Citizen Con, so to speak, is smaller. It's the smallest it'll be next oh, year. Oh yeah, that's tradition, bigger, And we'll give people more warning to allow <laughs> more people to be able to, to join here. Obviously, we're fairly limited because we've got a lot of Team members, and there's only so many seats we can have in this fairly small venue, so we have to find a bigger venue. Than this. We've grown much bigger than we were at the beginning. Fit, uh, ten foot by ten foot um, room at the start. Um, so I, I, I thought one, one of the nice things to do on the uh, I think one we year all were. Would be to have the <laughs> we are a little slimmer then. Apartments and groups. We were all slimmer and younger. Game. Uh, talk a little bit about themselves and um, sort of. Give a little anecdote. Also, less great hair. Less salty. Less salty, yeah. I get a lot of applause. Thank you very much for that. But I couldn't do this without the team uh, that's working on this game. I've got incredible group people. Uh, and so it's, it's uh, definitely the, the most, no offense to my past teams, but I definitely feel like the team I've got now is the most talented team that um, I ever worked with, and I think we're going to do something great here. And then on top of that, we have this amazing community. I mean, we are really the first uh, you know, game of this scope or this level that is 100% funded and backed so by the people that love this kind of game and want to play this kind of game. And I think that's an incredibly special thing, because there's, no, you know, th there's no other agenda. The only agenda we have is making something that is as cool as possible, that is as fun as possible, uh, for everybody, because we're all game players and everybody that's backing, you know, you guys are, you know, everyone out there on the internet, back as we have inside here, all you guys, you, you love this kind of game so much that 
you're willing to help finance it well before it's going to get made. And that is an amazing thing we all appreciate on the team. Your support and uh, we'll South try our best to make DNA, man. the best damn space sim ever. So uh, I think first up, we're going to run uh, the design team, which is led by our lead designer, Rob Irving. Where Rob is somewhere in the... There he is. Uh, so let's run, let's run the design team's video. And then after, I would like all the people that are part of the design group to stand up so everyone can see them at the end of the video. Okay, so let's run the video, please. It started with a dream. A dream that Chris Roberts has been carrying his head for more than 20 years. It doesn't look like they're using PowerPoint this time. Waiting for the right time. <laughs> That time this is now. Rob. Cloud Imperium design team's job is to take the vision of Chris Roberts and break it into its component parts, making the set of rules that will eventually lead to the Star Citizen universe. Design got started early with Ben Lesnick cranking out material as fast as he could during the crowdfunding campaign. Chris had a very clear vision for Star Citizen, but because of the crowdfunding campaign, we needed to get information out to our backers as quickly as possible. That meant taking a lot of Chris's ideas and working on specific systems sooner than we might normally do in a game development process. My job, along with Dave Haddock and I Chris, was to take some of Chris's ideas and create specific systems that would be public-facing, especially well, actually, the uh, yeah, planets Austin, that you would be visiting and the ships you would be flying and planning table, for, it stayed. which meant that when Chris had an idea like a multi-person crewed ship, we got together and turned it into the Constellation, well, yeah, it, it or a luxury <laughs> ship, which became the BMW of Space, the 300i. It was a lot of fun, it was a crazy time, and uh, we laid down a lot of the fiction for our game in those days. Take a look at the Star Citizen website, and the comlinks in particular, to see just how much work Ben and Dave did in those early days. Meanwhile, our community was growing very fast, so Pete Mackey was brought on board to help Ben. What happened then was the initial design of many of our systems, including the Star Citizen economy. So for the economy, Chris knew that he wanted to create the most detailed economy that he'd ever seen in a game. And so the first time that he this had come out to Austin, DJ. we were at a bar, and I asked him if I could take a crack at some uh, design work on it. And he said, sure, but, you know, don't feel too bad if I don't like what you give me. Uh, but apparently he did, and uh, so we've kind of moved forward on that. And uh, so we have, in the, the last video. few months, really started to work on supply chains. We have started to work on uh, mining mechanics. Um, we have even gone up to Montreal to work with Behavior, and they've started working on our new simulation tool. It's not really what you would see in the game, but it gives us kind of a sandbox that we can play in to see what the different kinds of values and numbers and the interactions between different aspects of the economy will do. Big economy, big universe, big design job. So they brought me on board as the first design hire, Cloud Imperium. And then we brought in Dan Tracy to get some valuable CryEngine experience. And Nate Blaisdell soon added on brother, as my second in command. Oh, okay. When we yep. finally brought Pete over full time, and then brought in Blake, the design team was complete. So we've got a lot of stuff coming up. We've got starships. We've got bringing the world to life. We've got hundreds and hundreds of systems. Uh, and we've got some stuff coming up more immediately for the hangar. Over the last few months, we've been doing a lot of iteration. And we're getting to the point now where we can actually take stuff out of the spreadsheets and get them into the game. And to help speed that process up even faster, Dan uh, just yesterday built us a really cool weapons testing rack where we can just attach weapons to it and fire him without them having to be attached to a ship. 
Over the past year, we've been laying the groundwork for what will become Star Citizen and Squadron 42. First big task was bringing the hangar to the citizens. So after the artists and the programming team had the hangar up and running, it was on the design team to start helping to optimize it. Uh, that was our first chance to really start learning the CryEngine tools, and it was really a collaborative effort among every discipline on the team and all the different studios. So look forward to seeing a lot more ships, weapons, and stats in the upcoming months. Meanwhile, we haven't forgotten our roots. Under Chris's guidance, Dave Haddock and John Schimmel have been working on the storyline for Squadron 42. So stay tuned as we head into space and beyond. They've been around forever. And it's all possible. Haddock worked on some of the there, movies he wrote for uh, Chris's movies. Will help Chris bring epic space gaming back to life. So happy birthday, Star Citizen. We'll see you in the verse. We'll, we'll have these videos up. I actually believe that there was an output error on that video because there was actually some footage. We weren't deliberately redacting those uh, black screens. Um, but uh, the design team should stand up. And uh, Dan, Dan like, let's have Dan stand up first because <laughs> we, we, were, we were so rushed getting all this in, we didn't get to get the, uh, all, all the footage. And, and Dan, Dan was, uh, he wasn't there when they shot the footage in Austin because he was in LA and then he was out here. Um, at our modular design summit. While we That's Sean's Tracy's LA, little so brother. He's kind of missed the birthday. Um, but he's, he's doing some amazing work. Uh, Dan actually used to work at Crytek, uh, and uh, he's really helping us a lot with uh, using the engine. But everyone from Even the then, they were posting people, not posting people, but hiring people away from what Crytek right. looked like. Oh, yeah. And they were called Cry Evangelists back in the day. The development team. Yeah, you you guys are fantastic. All right, so we have another. So correct me if I'm wrong, but this is in Austin, correct? Uh, this in year, video, hopefully, uh, 2013. I believe so. Uh, yeah, they were in Austin so at the time. Uh, let's meet the programmers. I'd like to give you the story. It's interesting to see who's on. It all started when Chris. The, the company that were around back then. Star Citizen, and he did. That company, but cities that they were in. This crowd. guy that he, they just After introduced, that, he, he was he has a side development company called Moon Collider, I believe. I remember and that. And they were in charge of doing the AI. Many engineers worked on many different pieces of this. Jeff Uriarte did the procedural hangar generation where the hangar expanded. So in 2013, the they had the hangar module, but they didn't have the unicorn I'm not mistaken, correct? Senior programmer. No. I already knew about the project. It's you know, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that it wasn't you know, something I could pass up. And I'm really glad to be here. I'm Josh Holloway. A lot of people may have noticed that after the first patch, a lot of the lighting in the ships changed. It turned out all of the lighting files from all of the ships were being completely removed from the build for the final build system. And I was the one who managed to find that and fix it. After that first patch, it was someone who said something along the lines of, it's almost as if someone found the light switch and turned it on. And I read that and sort of thought to myself, <laughs> I was the guy who found the light switch and turned it on. Paul Rindell did the ship customization and inventory system, including the hard He was in the recent pillar talk, this guy's from Germany. I was pretty impressed when a 
first saw the stuff Chris made for the initial prototype. That changed a lot. The hollow table. The only guy who worked on the yeah, they took that out. And yeah. he programmed a lot. And I was pretty impressed that one guy could achieve all this in probably less than... I remember that. My name Target. is Brendan, uh, and I work at Cloud Game Games here in Austin. And I'm a programmer on the engine team. Um, so I helped create new features in the engine, um, just advance the look and feel of the game, and work out what we need. Brendan Jackson did the optimization and profiling uh, with CryEngine, so we could display all of the ships and all the components on screen at once. It was him and two rate. other guys that, that composed uh, like Moon Collider that did all the AI in game. Tom Sawyer did the server backend, so you could log in with the game client and receive your ship data. Kyle Rockman implemented the launcher, which you all see when you first start the game, and it patches and updates all the game and all the data. And he also did the build system, which behind the scenes is always building our code and data, do our official build. I don't think I've ever seen the early launcher. Jeff Zood joined us towards the end of the hangar development, and he helped with lots of ship animation and character animation fixes and improvements. My name is Jeffrey Zhu. Uh, my most memorable moment might be trying to shove asteroids into Bengal Carrier's carrier bay with a hornet just to see if I could and exploding horribly. Jared Jacobs uh, also joined towards the hangar development as a web developer and he something never changed. Our, uh, external web developers, Turbulent, on website uh, fixes and improvements. For the future, we're moving around back then, okay. Specifically the dogfighting oh, yeah. module, which is the next big release you'll see. The LA engineering team has grown with lots of great engineers, and we're working on things like weapons and shield abilities. And Bugs Master, baby. Working together with our engineering teams at Star Citizen's partners, we're going to bring you an awesome dogfighting experience. Mark, Happy birthday, Star Citizen. Uh, und an alle deutschen Fans am Ende noch, danke für eure Unterstützung. Wir machen das auf jeden Fall. Pillow Talk. <laughs> Hopefully this is not his last Pillow Talk. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what venue they're at this that year. So it, it it's like actually quite telling that most of the programmers are in the back. They don't really want to be in the front in the limelight, but they do amazing work. So you guys are great. Um, the one in 2018 is much bigger. So the the last sort of uh, well, actually we've got uh, I wouldn't say, but the last group that's involved in the actual core development of the game. Yeah, they did change uh, we'll it. It was a smaller venue in Austin. The artists, and I think we've got, we've got an incredible group of artists who are doing some amazing stuff. Um, and, a, you know, it's always cool to look at, like, great imagery. So uh, let's run the art reel. Christmas. Christmas. Mark Skelton, gold shirt. Hazy thoughts. Remember hazy thoughts? I like some of these art, these artworks. Yeah, that was cool in the beginning, and I hope this they before, keep bring this in. This is before Jeremiah Lee joined, I guess. 
What was one of the chests? Yeah. Uh... What was that? Ten? No, I was just looking at this 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 concept design. And this looks pretty cool. But then when yeah. Jay like Jay Lee coming in, like and building on this, it's pretty dope. These ships, man. I mean, you guys have seen the ships. They're crazy daunting. Mark's I mean, so many moving jokes. parts, so many little things. Jokes. I mean, for all of those to come online the way they have has been a, really satisfying a shoot for me. Should he have a silencer? some of this stuff and bring it bring it back bring it in the freelancer now what i like that one well it goes back so fast that's one of the manual Concept art we're looking at. Right, right. Oh, I don't know that one. Is that a Super Hornet right there? I'm in the um, logo. Happy birthday, icon. Star Citizen. Happy birthday, Star Citizen. Happy birthday. To Star Citizen. <laughs> Out of here. Thank you. Robert Space Industries. I don't <laughs> know what the name is. We still have that issue. Now, now the Cloud Imperium. The, the game. May the Fox be with you. It looks a little bit like uh, Jake Ross, the director <laughs> down at uh, Austin's studio. <laughs>
will definitely say that it makes it very easy to code or design things when you have such great art. And it just makes you want to put it in and see it function. So you guys are doing an amazing job. Um, so we thought, besides the fact that we're just doing a review and kind of generally saying happy birthday for one year, we also want to add some fun things for everyone out there. So no one's seen the Gladiator yet. Since we're talking about spaceships and art, we're going to show the final conceptual work on the Gladiator, which is pretty awesome, very, very fully is the bomber. You guys will like yeah. it. So uh, this is the sort of world premiere of the Gladiator. So let's roll the first image. This white and red is his colors, I believe. There it is. Let's go to the next one. Yeah, I was always like switching between, not switching, but what you call it, wishy-washy between the Super Hornet and the Gladiator, but I went with the Super Hornet finally. Yeah, made more sense. Gladiator is really specific in its role. But I always like the idea of a um, missile boat. That's why I did freelance at MIS. And the Gladiator is definitely one of the ships we're going to need in the uh, theater of war. Good call, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell the Gladiator is one of the early concept ships from the way it looked, but it still aged pretty well. Yes. Yeah, I have to, I have to use TCU for the wildfire. I haven't applied it yet to my super, to my super hunt. Oh, you like the wildfire? I like the look of it, and the um, elements of it are, are cool, but I'm not sure if it's worth $15 just to have the elements when you can just pay for them in-game. Yeah. Well, I guess the thing is, is you pay for it, it's baked in, and, it, and the design is... Pretty much set. That you should know and know their work because they're doing some really great stuff for us. So the first is Behavior, who are um, based in Montreal. I'm trying to justify uh, that because I did that with the carrot in <laughs> the expedition <laughs> series. Guilty. Case I get called out. <laughs> so, uh, there's, there's a few more people from Behavior than, that are down here, but we were actually uh, taking the opportunity behavior. to we actually had a summit which we were calling the Modular Summit. Been around we were a bit. Working on how we're going to essentially build all the planet side environments and not take 452 years to do it. Uh, so uh, there's a fair amount of stuff where there will be some modular architecture that we can put together and there will be some unique stuff. And we had a summit where the key teams uh, that are both from internal and external that are working on this came together over the last two days to discuss share ideas and, and, and push uh, forward our thinking on what the uh, pipeline has been. So that's so we actually have, that's one of the reasons why I have a lot of our partners down here, which is fantastic. So let's, let's roll Behavior's video and we'll hear a little more about what Behavior is doing on Star Citizen. So it shows early on that uh, Chris is getting the, a team together and, and getting departments uh, together on specific aspects of the game.
star citizen, welcome to Behavior Montreal's office. I'm Mathieu Beaulieu, one of the producers on Star Citizen. Well, I'm here to present you my team. So one of our main mandates here at Behavior is creating a vast amount of planet for you to explore. We have hired the best talent in Montreal to deliver rich and breathtaking environment for you to explore and interact with. Concept artists, 3D artists, environment artists and level designers Early. are all working together to define the best pipeline for the planet creation process. I, I barely it is remember important behavior. For us that each environment has a unique feel to it. We want you to be able to quickly and their logo which planet how you are spelled, on but it wasn't spelled uh, exactly as behavior. Architectural style of the buildings, vista elements, corporate ownership of the planet and atmospheric ambience are few of the elements that we studied to make each planet unique. Some of the stuff is still, still the in the game. game. We don't want you to get lost or having to use a map to find your way on a new planet. We want you to be able to find your way to a specific merchant easily. Planet layout, store configuration, pathways, key. It's funny how they say they, 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 want, they don't want us to get lost on a planet, but getting lost on a ship is fine. But that's not all. We're also yeah, working on that's my problem with these larger ships. As presented by Chris Roberts a few weeks ago. We're also making good progress on the avatar customization system and planning for a social hub where you'll be able to gather with your friends and plan for your next mission. On behalf of everybody up here at Behavior Montreal, we want to uh, give a big huge thanks to all the fans and backers of the project. Uh, it's because of you that we get to work on such a cool game. So. Unlike Ilphonic, it seems like these guys got it right as far as helping out with the project. So, uh, Behaviour's working on some really great stuff. Uh, we haven't shown you all the stuff yet. They're Canadian-based too, along with Turbulent. The next yeah. uh, development partner that um, I want to introduce is Void Alpha. They're also uh, tasked with working on the various planetside environments. Um, I may have said this before in interviews, but... Um, Rob can correct me, I want to be 105 systems, 110 systems on the initial build. Uh, and then of course each system can have multiple planets and each planet potentially can have multiple landing locations. So I believe we're about 450 or 60 different locations you can visit down on, on planets. So that's a lot of stuff. So uh, we're going to need a lot of people to do that, and we're really focusing at the early days on figuring out what our pipeline is. Wow. So behavior is a uh, key part of that, and the second uh, development partner I'm going to introduce is also a uh, key part of that. Um, uh, it's a company called Void Alpha, and uh, one of the nice things, which I guess you'll see in the video, but uh, one of the principles of Void Alpha is Mark Day, who worked with me on Wing Commander 3 and Wing Commander 4. I don't recall Void Alpha at all. After I left to form Digital Anvil. So I don't we have a lot of working either. history together and had a great time. Yeah, 400 plus locations. They're going to have to have multiple uh, so, locations uh, on one plane, definitely, let's, in let's order run to fulfill Alpha that promise. The rest of the Void Alpha team, and then afterwards. Well, if you, if you consider a whole planet that they have now, a planet can have 400 locations to just not identify it. That's true. Wait, Alpha, I don't recall. Greetings, Star Citizens. We are Void Alpha. We're located in the San Francisco Bay Area. 
San Francisco, the iconic city by the bay, cable cars, the waterfront, all of which we can occasionally see from our offices directly across the bay in beautiful Emeryville, California. Here at Void Alpha, we've been working on planet-side environments for Star Citizen. Our designers create a rough 3D model of an environment called a white box. The concept artists add detail and sometimes color. The concept art is then used by our production artists to create environments to be used in the game. Let's meet some of our talented staff. Hi, my name is Miranda, and I'm a 3D artist here at Void Alpha. What I like best about working on the Star Citizen project is the use of the new CryEngine. It allows the artist to work more in detail and not have the limitations of technology that we used to have in the past. What I like most about working on Star Citizen is building the planet-side locations that players will be running around on, and then seeing concept and environment uh, make those locations look even more amazing than I originally imagined. I'm Gabriel Glaz, and I'm a level designer at Void Alpha. In the past, I've worked on uh, the Resistance and Ratchet and Clank franchises, most recently Star Wars 1313 and First Assault. What I'm looking forward to the most about playing Star Citizen is flying around in spaceships and killing people with my friends. What I like best about working on Star Citizen probably um, is because I'm such a huge Wing Commander fan. And it's a new universe. I wonder if they brought anyone over from Void Alpha about the old game. I'm Dennis Crenshaw and I am a yeah, senior yeah. environment artist. Well, working with the CryEngine, I'm actually enjoying a lot. Some of the stuff uh, I've, I've played around with it a little bit, but never done it in a professional capacity. So I'm actually just enjoying everything, actually being able to do that now. The best thing for me about working on Star Citizen, getting to work closely with Chris again. Uh, we've been friends for many, many years, and on a professional level, he's always had such a strong vision. Really the most fun and uh, exciting times in my professional career was when we were working on projects. I do remember the main Yeah, he's not with the project anymore. But he was. Yeah. Did he, did he move into his Imperium or did he want to go for the hotel? I'm not sure, but I think his last days were with the... Uh, the next big uh, start, the next starship next, contest, next starship. Mm -hmm. and that was it. After that, I can't believe it's already been a Star Citizen. It doesn't seem that long ago mm -hmm. that Chris came to me with a demo he'd been working on and telling me about a Kickstarter. So uh, I guess it's happy birthday, Star Citizen. But you know, I think the best is yet to come. He had a much bigger beard towards the end, though. <laughs> folks here, do you want to stand up so people can, there's Mark over here, we're missing some, where are the artists? Are they back? Oh, there you are, in the back there. So, there um, so the next uh, group that we're going to run a short video, I believe there's actually a lot of dialogue on it, is CG Bart, uh, who, um, some of the members are here, so um, Sergio Rosas uh, worked with me at Origin as an art director and the same at Digital Anvil. He's incredibly uh, talented and passionate and uh, has always done amazing work. And um, we have Rita, who I guess you're the sort of business head of, of, of there. And also, in the old days, we were worked together at Digital Anvil. So I believe you two guys kind of slightly may have met because Rita was long time ago, my executive assistant. Um, so I'm, it's great to work with both of you guys again. It's 
great to have you here. And then Tara, sitting next to us, is the producer at CG Bar, and she works at Digital Anvil with us all too. With Jason Decker, who is not yeah, actually that was at Mark CG Bar, A's but, company. Um, oh boy. We worked at um, Origin and. Um, but it was a contract. Yes, and uh, at Digital Anvil. If so anyone wants to follow follow along, has it? Um, Picked up the YouTube link at around 37 minutes and 35, 35 seconds. Pocket Legends, right? And you've got a, there's a sci-fi one too, I think, I forget now. Anyway, I, I'm too busy making games now, making this game. Um, so do you guys want to stand up and say hi? Yeah. Okay, great. And, and, there's a, and, there's a, and so there's an incredibly talented team that's actually down in Monterey, Mexico, that aren't uh, here today, but you're going to see on the video. Uh, and they actually, CG Bot actually worked on all the prototypes so that were in CryEngine. <laughs> Uh, so the Hornet, <laughs> the Carrier, and the... Can we only try to get a free t-shirt from uh, CSD? I got one, but I, I'll take another one. It feels so good, though. The prototype and the assets that I demoed with were actually built by CG Bot um, over the <laughs> previous year of me working on the prototype, and actually... Uh, they just talked... Um, to do a bunch of that... Stuff they just, and just and talked about um, what Alpha... So about 38 minutes into the video. Uh, so this is actually the team we'll see in this video that's doing it. Um, so it's Mark Day's brief, company. Let's just run it and we'll see everyone working on Star Citizen spaceships and characters. I don't know this company at all. Definitely don't know the least. It was a Latin company, South America, they uh, hired on, so this is them. I don't remember the I, name. I think I stopped around here. I, I did, did this will be all new for, for me from here on out. They did some really good work, though. Yes, Shivers, Romans. A lot more people for camera shot back there. <laughs> but uh, Martin and the rest of the CG Bob team that are back in Mexico, if they're watching this, stand up and take a virtual round of applause. Um, and uh, since uh, actually CG Bot are one of the, the, the major um, partners who's building a lot of our spaceships. That sort of brings us to the second uh, spaceship reveal, although this one isn't an engine, but it is a final conceptual. Uh, it is the um, Retaliator, the Aegeus Retaliator, uh, as designed by Ryan Church, who is pretty much the superstar of conceptual designers. Uh, so let's um, <laughs> show a little bit of the Retaliator. You guys will like this as well. I like that show. Curious. Wow. But maybe this is why Anvil and Aegis ships look so, look so alike to me. Because back then they came out at around the same time. 
And there's even a, a luxury apartment by Julian Gifford. So this is if you're on a desert. A, uh, say this again. No physical base rendering on this. I mean, they've definitely gotten a lot more sleeker in the, in the design shape, John. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, and again, like the Gladiator, for this weekend until I, can't, I don't know exactly what time on Monday. Monday noon, maybe, PST or something. Again, uh, we'll, you'll get a retire. Um, all right, and we're going to make a transition here, but I wanted one Brinkley Drama video from, but we have a few members here uh, that we really do owe a, a nice round of thanks to, to is, uh, is Crytek, because without Crytek's help and support and their engine, uh, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't be here. So I know Sean's here. Who else from Crytek is here? Stand up, stand up, stand up. So we're actually, we're actually quite lucky because Crytek just opened an Austin office here a few months ago. So it's a good one to them about engine changes we want. Uh, but, I, but I have to say, even during the prototype, uh, everyone was awesome because uh, I, you know, Paul in the program, I think, said that, you know, I did all the programming, which is kind of true, but not fully because I had a huge amount of help from everybody. First, this is a CR is the virtual Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I would email them directly and go, hey, what about this piece of code? And, and I would sort of phrase it in a way that would be like, if you guys want to fix it for me, that'd be great. <laughs> and uh, they did it fair over time. So, yeah, thank you to the Crytek team that was here, but also if there's anyone in Germany watching. Uh, you guys are great. Uh, we're, we're super happy. The engine's amazing. It's allowing us to do some great stuff. And there's some really great stuff coming down the road that's going to make Star Citizen look even better. Um, so I think... Um, uh, you'll all be quite happy. Um, so we have one more um, development partner uh, here, um, slightly different uh, than obviously the sort of more game-centric stuff. It's the team that's basically building our whole web infrastructure and the back end, and it's Turbulent, um, who have done an amazing job. So from uh, maintaining the old site to the new site, uh, that we launched in June 28th, Urban. and rolling out all the features, because you know, as you can see uh, with what we do here, everything's live all the time. And uh, yeah, actually- DJ2, we're about 44 minutes into the 2013 live show. I think, you know, us on the game side, maybe you can like learn from that a little bit. But that's not normally how it happens on the game side. Uh, but they've been doing an amazing, uh, amazing job. And actually there's some really cool features for the game and the community that we're working on that we're actually going to talk about here, but let's run the video and then I'm actually going to bring up uh, the uh, Turbulent uh, Benoit. Is John coming up with you or is it just, just you? Just Benoit. It's not, it's not having, just it's all Benoit. Uh, so let's run the video. Let's go. This is, uh, let me see if I can pronounce his name. Benoit Beauchajour. Sound good. <laughs> Thank you, sir. What's that? And this is years before they did the star map. They won a lot of awards for it. 
Hey Star Citizen, welcome to Tribunate's offices in Montreal. My name is Benoît Boussejour, I'm the producer on the RSI project here at Tribunate. For those of you who don't know us, we're the web team responsible for building the web infrastructure for RSI. That covers uh, website front end and back end. Our team is filled with web developers, user interface specialists, and designers. We started again. last year Thank you for the when follow. we were tasked with integrating your Kickstarter pledges from Kickstarter back on the old site. Then we were tasked with supporting the website throughout the Aurora and Shredded Eye promotions, which were critical elements in the game's funding. All the while, we were very busy on the back end, building the new infrastructure, working with Zane, we, which we flew in here into Montreal, and we locked ourselves in for a few days, and we laid out the technical groundwork and content structure for the website that you guys are seeing online in. today. So from the MyHanger system, Zane is currently working on the UI to the Voyager ships. Direct Store and the United Earth Credits currency, our team is involved in making these things happen for you guys. It's One amazing to see how much stuff that stuff is still around right now. They by providing them the tools and systems yep. that they need to administer the foundation. your foundation, close your ticket. Mm -hmm. And we also very involved. I wonder how much uh, turbulent has grown since the news. I think you it was the end of last year that they uh, the RSI acquired more shares. I think. Or they yeah, you make a good point, Tenth. Yeah, they invested in each other. Yeah, yeah. Good point there. Module we've been developing literally for months. I can only imagine they've grown a lot. Yeah, but maybe that much. Maybe not that much, but they still, they still do other projects aside from um, Star Citizen. You'll be able to put your own logos and badge icons think over there, create your own identity, manage your guild structure, recruit members. With the I think the one key now with, uh, now that they're going to integrate some of the uh, contact and friends list into Spectrum, that's a huge step right there. For, is it 3.9? Or just disrupting trade routes. So prepare to get your names and symbols ready. We also plan to add a lot more immersion to the game store. We're going to add more stats, more ship renders, more component renders, and alternate ways to browse the store by manufacturer and by other statistics. On the horizon is also the Encyclopedia, which is a living in digital encyclopedia that's also game integrated where CIG will be able to add uh, curated content to every game world element, as well as allowing you, the community, to contribute edits and game world events. We're really excited to be working on this project, and I wish a happy birthday to Star Citizen, and to all backers, whether you're veteran, original, or a new backer, welcome to the family. Turbulent out. What's up, everybody? It's his company. Uh, so, yeah, I'm Benoit. I'm in charge of the web team. Uh, what I want to talk to you today about... Uh, I Back then, they had more than one citizen shenanigan. Basically, running you through uh, the basic points uh, of the vision that we'll have for your magic system and website, uh, which is in charge of the star citizen. Or to introduce an organization back then? So our hmm? main um, focuses on this project are going to be to allow you to create your organization on the website and in the game infrastructure before the game can actually support it. Uh, that's our main goal, and that's what we want to do. So we'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah, so, um, citizens connected. Like, they just did, um, what was the other Canadian one that we just saw? A second set of tools will allow you basically to communicate with your... Anyone remember? 
discussion inside your organization and with other organizations. Well, uh, about turbulence? It's that turbulence. The other one we just saw, like oh, before turbulence. Uh, uh, I stepped in here right now. So, yeah, but back then they had more than one Canadian company. Now that, uh, you'll be, we'll, we're going to replicate the model that you guys are using with uh, the community moniker and handle, where your community moniker is non-unique, but your handle is unique and we can recognize you throughout the universe. It's going to be the same for your organization. It will have a non-unique name that can be shared, but it will always be identifiable by its organization code, which will be unique throughout the universe. Sort of a you know, organization locator code throughout the communication systems in the game. And then you'll be able to, you can stay on this slide, sorry. Uh, and then you'll be able to pick, pick one, uh, now. one of the four types, uh, either a corporation, which has a mercantile intent, uh, a private military company, which is sort of a corporation with a militarized force, uh, a faith-based organization, um, where you, you can have your own cult in there, or a complete syndicate, which is basically a criminal organization. A lot of big stories. Inside your organization, you will have four main concepts to work with. Uh, the first one, obviously, is a set of roles that will allow you to give permissions to specific members of your of your uh, of your organization. You can have multiple roles. Electronic. I don't believe they were Canadian. No, they were Denver. Uh, foundership, officership, uh, recruiter. Then um, all these names can be changed, by the way, so you can customize it. Uh, ranks will allow you to give certain. But I believe uh, the other one was working on AI stuff. You can have uh, members that are more important than others. Uh, CCG bot, that be, uh, user and the AI was exclusively uh, moon collided with team of three. That the Canadian one? Has changed. No, they weren't Canadian. They were from the UK. Moon Collider. And you did, it's completely user defined, so you can decide to have you know, an assault group that you're going to give ranks to. It's amazing. They had like Many 13 different branches, not branches, but you know, partners back then. Yeah. The fourth concept that allows you to structure your organization is a very important one: is the divisions. Uh, creating divisions citizen shenanigans. structure or a militarized structure. They were based uh, out of Denver. Be able to see fit, uh, yeah, I would, I would, we were trying to figure out the other Canadian one. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, a system that's really flexible and customizable, so I that you can create really big or really small organizations. So with this system, we'll be able to support a uh, an organization with 400, 500 members or an organization with five, that's basically just the squad. In terms of management tools, we're thinking about having a recruitment, obviously a set of recruitment tools, which will allow you to post recruiting and post to get members uh, into your organization, specifying which jobs and which that's divisions are open. Orgs are starting uh, to come on the horizon uh, now. Which is once linked they to a role, so you can have recruiters that do just that part of your organization. Oh, yeah. done, Instead of branding settled. tools, which will allow yeah, you to do that. That Frank's listing 3.9. Web pages that yep. are uh, seen uh, on the website so that users can consult. Spot on uh, that's also managed uh, by a marketing role, so somebody will be able to just take care of branding and take care of your corporate image. The organization manager is really left to somebody with an operations uh, type role where they can decide who goes into what division, what jobs they get in the organization, if they can promote it or not. And one of the big features that we're thinking of adding is a visual chart tool, which will allow you to represent your organization in the way you see fit. And I've got a couple of examples right up next. 
I don't so think they implemented that part. Yeah, that was, I was going to say about that. I, was, I would be, I would, that would be a good addition if they did that. I know there's some orgs that are trying to figure that piece out. But if that's already baked in, you know. Or a circular organization where a cult would be a bit more. It would really simplify things. Especially think about. Especially think about this this chart or in this graphic of, tool that could be implemented in the capital ships when you, ba you battle in the org. Of, of course, you need to be able to have your set of posts where you're be able to post kill shots directly on your on your organization page. Uh, a notification event calendar. They, have, they still haven't gotten that one on. So if we go back to divisions and roles and jobs, you could say calling all East Coast uh, uh, interceptors. We're under attack. That's an example. Online chat, a private online chat that will allow you to have your guild chat with you online, maybe even on the mobile app to get there. Private forums will be definitely there so that you can have your own forums on the site to communicate with your members, uh, have your recruiting talks, general chat, all of that directly on the, on the organization page. And an events calendar where members will be able to say at what time they will be playing so that you can schedule your events uh, correctly and know where, you know, we're, we're open for business on It's interesting to see that a, a large there. number of the audiences are uh, actually CIV, CIG uh, employees compared to later years. It's like they, they were dwarfed by the uh, other attendees who were not work-related work uh, That hasn't changed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the devs had to go to the stage afterwards, behind the, behind the curtain. <laughs> Imagine, and not a lot of promotion for uh, Star Citizen as well. I mean, it was on. You to do uh, full on media. Yeah, but this is the first. This will be the first iteration of what that will look like. One thing I should point out on the organization stuff is that that's also going to carry through into the game. So essentially, this is through internet and word of mouth. And, yeah, yeah. and uh, I would say that's probably uh, something that we, yeah, we're building the game that if you just want to be by yourself and playing, you can have completely that sort of privacy freelance experience, but we're also building it from I will say Chris looked much more relaxed back, back then than he had the later years. The passion has not waited, for sure. probably seeing how the community evolved and how they interact is informed. He didn't know what he was up about. He didn't know what he was getting into. That'd be a good story, Trooper Steve. I wonder if, if you could find anyone who actually went to the 2013 uh, to the Chicago but, uh, but, it, but it does, it will go on for years. So, uh, you know, we want to have the tools to be able to spend the time and get together with your friends and have um, so we have other key groups. Scuba, we're still wondering, was this in uh, Austin? Uh, is this held in Austin, this event? I believe so. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think they, they had the LA, uh, they didn't have the LA studio yet. And that's where some of the devs were dropping off because they didn't want to change their locations like Eric Peterson and Mark uh, Skelton. 
I believe it was Austin 2013, then LA 2014, I want to say Manchester in 2015, then LA 2016, then back to Europe, or Frankfurt yeah. in 2017. Yeah, because uh, remember the last show, April 2012, Aaron came on board and said, hey, Squadron 42 is a go. That was the, the iteration, first iteration of the uh, UK studio, Manchester. And they both are. Andy. Dude, uh, Ben is actually a tall guy. When I first met him, Big dude. I'm looking at him like, <laughs> <laughs> I walked up on him like this and I just gave him a big old hug, man. And he looked at me and he gave me a uh, Phoenix pin. Oh, cool. And I'm happy to say that Ben is still a part of the project. He does uh, David Ladyman, who retired. He uh, Ben took his place as the editor for uh, Jump Point magazine. So if you all are subscribers and you get that magazine, look at towards the end of the credits. You'll see Ben's uh, Ben's name there as the editor. Fidelity on that ship. Hmm. True 3D. <laughs> Physical base rendering. Jamie <laughs> no so we didn't see the or, inside the cockpit. <laughs> I wonder what he looks like to this day. Seven years ago. Generally, don't deal with the forums, but as most of you know, I've started concierge. I've done a lot of customer service over the past year, and sometimes I get a lot of difficult customers for whatever reason. They come to me from the forums and say, "I'm just not fair." But uh, our moderators um, have done a really good job for this whole year. We'd like to thank them. Uh, we have Slavic, All Gamer, Toast, Slow Reflex, Legato, People say it's making me depressed looking back and forth. It doesn't make me depressed, it's making me look forward to what's to come. Rise and Bull and Lalo. So 
for the our components and devices. Or is it you just doing that? Okay, it's all David. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Have we got everyone here? And the community. Well, yes. Every time I saw someone come into the chat, someone said, oh, they're so young. We want to be here. We want to be making the game that we have dreamed of making for a long time and that they want to support. Yeah, I think the community, everyone. What video is this? Ah, see what Scuba put in uh, chat? They're loud from the Am Alamo Draft House. Oh, okay. Thank school you. Steve. Real hard. So I'm going to take this out. Uh, actually, it's a shameless plug for the polo shirt because we're going to have that on sale this weekend. Let me take this out. And then we're going to play it. Yeah, come back. You want to come back? Feel free to. Uh, Go with that tent. Sorry. Here comes the merch, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
I met him in um, 2016. They're good friends, Phil Miller. They they grew up together, Aaron and Chris. Uh, my, uh, my brother and actually some people that I've actually been friends with since I was three. Scooby Steve, I was just commenting about that. Do the same thing. Pretty much my whole life, and we're a large part of what we did at Sid and Lamb Holdings in Florida, Oregon. Uh, have left their current uh, place where they were working. They were basically a traveler's tale making Lego Star Wars for like six or seven years. Digital Anvil. That was the Microsoft project they were on. Yeah. And Aaron. Aaron was a developer there, too. So we're sort of upgrading them to real stations, so Lego stations. Uh, but they're, they're an incredibly talented uh, uh, group, so we're actually going to be opening up uh, Cloud Imperium Manchester, which will be the third of our internal studios, and their focus will be on uh, the single-player aspect of the whole Star Citizen Squadron 42. So they're going to they're be sort of the lead studio on um, Squadron 42, even though the other studios are all going to support them. Um, well, it wasn't 2012, it's so 2013. It'll be a between all, but they'll be actually doing front of the um, design and uh, implementation side, and I can't think of a better group to do it. I mean, they've done some really great stuff before. They know this genre. We've all worked together, and uh, I think I think uh, it's just going to make Star Citizen Squadron 42 a much better game. So I'm really happy to have some good friends and family back. Miles Eckhart. That's Phil Miller. <laughs> so That's good to have you back, guys. <laughs> CGI capture. <laughs> So uh, now would be the time. So the other things that we're going to do uh, is we're releasing an update of the hangar where we're adding a fair number of things to it uh, as part of the celebration of the one-year time. Uh, so we used to have the hangar demo down here, and I was going to run it, but we had HDMI issues. So now it's up there. I think it's potentially running or can run, so maybe we'll run it. Okay, here we go. So, uh, what year was the infamous Red One? Was that 2015? Yeah, uh, <laughs> Disco Lando. Um, because it, lo it looks like it's missing some of the things that uh, you guys will be able to download tomorrow. So we're not going to actually. It could have been 2016. It was 2016. It could have been. Because that was LA and I was there for LA. Yeah. I'm going to say it was 2016. Red One. Red One. <laughs> Justin, Check out the hangar. I, wow. I, I miss I miss how yeah. expensive the um, hangers uh, uh, used to be. Like I, I I want I would prefer to have a, lo a wider hangar to put my ships in than the single hangar than the single um single big ship hangar. But well, they may bring this back. They may bring this back. And keep in mind, this had two levels to it. This particular hangar. Unfortunately, uh, we actually had this working back at the they, office. They still do. I think some of you that wandered around saw this, but um, uh, for whatever reason, the build at the office, when it went on to the... It just looked like the Rebel in New York one. I would work with the comedy Rebel in New York, hangar. Well, the designs came a little later when they re redid the designs and put in the physical base rendering for hangars. Beautiful. It's built by Nathan Disley, who's our artist. When they, when they had the concept of ship manufacturer, they... They He's looked at the hangers and said, okay, we need manufacturers for particular David. hangers. Like you said, Fast Car, Rebel in York. So, Nathan, Nathan. Ciao, uh, 
Yeah, not only built it in engine, but he actually completely designed it. So he went from yeah, that looks like the, 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 the uh, deluxe Nathan, one. Exactly. Uh, this. I mean, he yep. bought, you were about what, four and I think the, this particular hangar, so the, the number of ships you had, really it automatically them. scaled to oh, really? accommodate so your, your number of ships. Uh, mm. And that's that, was, that gave birth to the golf cart, <laughs> the, the the buggy. Yeah. Uh, you gotta have that buggy, man. I mean, it's like <laughs> like the Bruce Wayne of uh, freaking uh, Star Citizen. Please. And then here is the fish fish tank that we promised for twenty million uh, with the Midas fish in. Ah, uh, the fish tank. I think I got one. Oh yeah, we still need that. Check out your fish Cause I mean, down the line, once we, they open up oceans, uh, I gotta start oh, yeah. fishing, being, so, being a, a, uh, a sci-fi sure Jacques Cousteau we'll and then selling fish and putting <laughs> them in my tank, man. I gotta do it. Um, oh, I wonder if the fish, if the fish works like in the so fish tank at the moment. Oh, that's a good question. Okay, so for that Did they break every other patch or whatever? And, um, I mean, again, so we've been so uh, immersed in the PU the as it is, and I think once we get that server i cash and the physical physicalized objects and and actual things that'll stay along with that you add in your hangers this needs to come back this needs to be revisited again so he's saying they've been they've been gone for a long time so yes when i'm in my hangar i don't worry about my decorations anymore because i know they're going to be right again but which is going to be more consistent now i might try to decorate again yeah, I uh, I don't see any of this coming to fruition until we get iCash. And once iCash is settled in and it's a part of the, the main branch of Star Citizen, then I'm looking forward to it. Outside of that, I'm not I'm expecting wipes each and every time based upon the tech hurdles that they have to get beyond. Come together and compete to build a ship that will actually go in the game. So I'm going to run a little video, but we're announcing Robert Space Industries. I can't imagine if the, if, like the, uh, if the hangars back then uh, were to um, expand to how many other, how many other ships you had in your, in your hangar back then, or had in your account back then. I can't imagine someone like um, Griffin gaming logging into his hangar and see, seeing a big old bent um, 890 jump in his hangar and all the other ships the he, he has. Star Citizen is calling all you modelers. Oh, that's the general for good. Like for okay. That pushed them to spawning uh, ships from the hangar because of that. The, the, uh, we know that's just the tech that was on so the So, in hangar. the spirit of Star Citizen's open development philosophy, we've decided to create a competition to build Robert Space Industries' next great starship. If you're an aspiring modder, a modeler, or just a conceptual designer or artist, we encourage you to enter this competition. If you're accepted, you'll be mentored by various members of the Cloud Imperium team and judged by a panel of expert judges, including me, and the community to find RSI's next great starship. Tune in every I'm an week expert. to see these teams battle it out in a series of challenges, being mentored and judged. Yeah, this is based on a team of three. The show goes the on until one team remains, taking home the grand prize of $30,000 in cash, your spaceship in-game, and the title of the next great starship. So if you find yourself dreaming of vertices, polygons, or thruster arrays, don't wait. Get the details at robertspaceindustries.com. And these guys got uh, beefed up rigs as well. DC rigs too, each 
each and every one of them. Okay, so um, we, we're, we're actually, uh, what isn't mentioned in our video is we have like a, a pretty incredible group of um, uh, partners in that. So we're partnering with YouTube and they're going to promote it on their channel. Uh, Autodesk is actually uh, contributing uh, some significant uh, additional prizes. So the first prize will not only be the money, but they'll be like three. Yeah, they had three, three, and uh, three team, three members of the team to work on this project. And shout out to 07 to uh, Elwin Bachelor Jr. He did it by himself, and he was a runner-up. He didn't win, but he was able to win a job at SIG, and now he's one of the main developers for the ships, Elwin Bachelor Jr. Another age gone. But uh, uh -huh. so we, we forty pounds. You know, we I'm trying not to read shivers of text. <laughs> Me too. So wrong, man. You so wrong. <laughs> oh seven, Chris. Shiv <laughs> is terrible. <laughs> So we have we have 17 artists down in Monterey that are assigned to Star Citizen, uh, and uh, you know of course that had Ryan Church talking about before, and it's been a long process. So then it's pretty complicated. So we sort of said, you know, what would be really fun would be to take the budget of one of our smaller ships and apply. And Chris, to he's he's and got the he got the hands dialed in, man. Process, it's like how the ships get it's ingrained in them, and, and also sort of vote on. Which ships they like. And you take the tech away from them. He's. We start taking submissions on, I think, October 31st <laughs> through the end of the year. Uh, we're going to ask the, the, the initial uh, teams to submit a weapon design, so it's a much smaller um, task. And then we'll pick uh, the, the top choices there, and then they'll go into the biggest competition that we'll, we'll sort of do as you would typically do with judges, and we'll, we'll over six months broadcast to the community and everyone will vote. I think it'll be really fun. I See, I wish we could have a, have a place like that back. Like, we could eat and drink in the same in the same venue. Can't do that anymore. And we like it. It's kind of geeky, but I think it'll be cool. So that is the next great Starship. So speaking of Starship. Yeah, we were really strict about that there. The convention center were really strict about that. Flying around that you haven't seen yet. Not so, not eating uh, in the convention center. We're going to debut the Hornet commercial uh, right now for you guys. Uh, tomorrow the Hornet's going to uh, go on sale along with the brochure uh, on the website and a bunch. Of I was going to say anything about that black intellect. Really I was going to let that go. Uh, <laughs> but this is by, uh, we see it though. We see it. We see it. <laughs> Yeah, we see it. Oh. Cinematic Squadron 42 video. So without further ado, this is, and by the way, this is going to get improved and, and finessed, and this is temp sound, and we're going to put some more shots in it. But it's CitizenCon, so I pushed it up in early, because I figured you like that one. laser bolts and explosions. So let's run it.
Legendary fighter pilot Aria Riley once Should've said, really I think, give me a fully loaded you know, Hornet, the, the, the interesting and I'll thing shake is the gates of the heaven. The appeal of what Star Citizen is essentially about, it pulled in not just cultures, different cultures, but people in different nations. I mean, all over, from Australia to uh, France, Germany. And that's oh, pretty, that's pretty neat. And especially uh, the women. The women are essential to this game, and there's a lot of female players that are in the game. Anvil Aerospace is amazing. 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 Well, you see, I think, you know, that's how you, you know, you have something that's the greatness, right? That people who play games will come to this from whatever kind of game background you have, whether you're like, you're a designer, Battle tested in the harshest into sci-fi, not into sci-fi, whatever, time and again, then you come into the community and then you stick around, right? And still even in, even when the game is in development like this, I think that's how you know, like, something is going right here, and, I mean, you know, aside from the game still being in development, and, you know, we're still waiting for a lot of things, but, you know, the community is strong, and I think it just got stronger over the years, and so it's kind of cool to take a look back and see... You know, this is kind of their presentation now, and then think back to last year and the production value. With all the punishment it handles on a daily like, basis, you know, don't you they think they the two new different can kind of workshops going on? It's just a whole bunch of content. You know? uh, so, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Well said, Tim. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, it's other aspects, like you said, there's other layers as far as the game. Uh, you have the development, you have devs who are women or who are uh, a part of this process as well. Yep, I totally agree. Anvil's new Hornet F7C. See your authorized think, ship dealer for to, options. To add on to that, like, they're part of the process and, like, it's accepted. Like, their work is on par, you know, like, it's just yep. like, hey, this is like, this is cool what you're, you know, that, and I think that's for everybody in the community, like, content creators too, like, what you're putting Ooh, out, yeah. like, that's cool. You so, know, just to let good, you guys good stuff. Know, that you know, and that, that's that's the kind of community you want to be a part of, right? And that's how this game has grown. Uh, and so to, to uh, the no, number it's at, like two hundred seventy-five million dollars. You know, like <laughs> makes sense. You know, uh, yeah. But essentially, that commercial had both. Oh, I wanted to point out back then. I think the highest. The, they showed a screenshot of the crowdfunding page. I think it was at 10 million back uh, so, uh, around that, this time. That is, that is our, uh, <laughs> the screenshot they had. Do you guys think they even, at this point, they even thought that they would uh, be really making, if like if you walked up to Chris Roberts then, in 2013 and asked him, do you think your company would surpass 100 million or even double that in the next you know, seven years. Like, what do you, what do you think he responded? I think he, I think he, I think he would have been supplied by 50 million, leave alone 100 yeah. or 200. I mean, since, you know, that's a, that's a great question, but I would have to say no way they, they expected that. And, and even to the extent of what Bascard talked about earlier about the back of goals, they had to shut that thing down, man, because they got 65, yeah, 65 million. They had to shut it down. They were like, okay. And it went to that, that word or verbiage they talk about feature creep. It went to the 
it went to the edge, and it was just like, okay, let, let's cut it off. This is we can't I got do this. <laughs> we can't do imagine this. Imagine if they yeah. imagine if they hadn't shut that down, and they still be adding goals every five million. <laughs> How many goals do you think? Wow. We, we would have so many goals by now. Yeah. yeah. Mm -mm. <laughs> 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 he had no idea. He was like, "What? Wait a minute! Now I got to really kick this stuff out and make it happen." But I agree with what Black Intellect seventy three said that um, on the tail end of his comment, man, I. I did not imagine how this community has really embraced each other and supported each other over the years in this project, and we're still here, and it's getting stronger. That, you know, uh, um, so, I I don't know, uh, FC, what you where you're gonna go with this, but I just I, I just want to say before like before we uh, get off the topic here, but it was cool to see a citizen con this way because it shows the um, kind of the 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 early days, right? Like right. this is where it was. Like this is what we were doing. We were a year into the project. You know, Chris was talking about you know a year or two down the road having this be you know, finished up and da 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 And it was just this really, like, uh, tight-knit community. And you could tell they were so happy with the project that they had even then, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. It's just kind of funny to see, you know, where you think you are, like, where you were, you know, years ago and what your thought process were. And I just wonder sometimes, I wonder if sometimes Chris might go back or, or even any of the team goes back and looks at, like, old sitcoms is like wow can't believe like can't uh, believe like myself, the road this way if the internet like myself it's hard to go back and look, look at look at old footage of yourself so I, i'm assuming yeah. i'm guessing <laughs> not but maybe yeah, that's they can yeah well well i think that it's what we saw here it's not that far off of the foundation that they laid in and set as a standard or the template it's not that far from what they're tr what they're attempting to do, and it's it's very refreshing to see that it's it's in close proximity. It's in um, it's running in parallel to what they established from the beginning, and that's 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 good to see. Uh, yeah, you, you, that's how you know like they're still they still have a north star. Like they're still uh, producing on. What they said they were going to do, and then they're yes. they're just enhancing it, right? Yep. And they're doing it over this period of time, and you know, some people say, you know, you know, you, you get the naysayers, right? But I think you get the people in the community that we were a part of saying, like, you know, we we want the project to uh, succeed. We want you guys to keep going forward. Yeah. Um, and you know, we, we've, we've I've said it before, like. Star Citizen and CIG Robert Space Industries, they're on a quest to deliver perfection, right? And oh yeah. You have to figure out like at what point have you delivered um what is essentially how great it's gonna be. And at what point is the like when you what point at what point do you tip over into like diminishing return, right? And I think that's uh -huh. always a fine line 
um, in game development and efficiency models and everything that they're kind of doing, they're like right at that line. And so a lot of people don't play that close to the fence. You know, they say they put something out and they're just mm-hmm. like, hey, great. You know, and they could have done so much more. And but nobody has any regrets because they move on to the next deal and the next deal and the next deal. But you get someone like Chris Roberts and the team that's like, this is going to be a legacy game for us. You know, this is yes. going to be something that we continue, you know, after, long after, you know, some of these early people have moved on. Like, people are going to pick this project up and continue carrying it. That's where you have to always be, you know, be playing, like, full tilt. You know, you got to out yeah. and you got to make it work. So, um, so I just, I don't know, I just appreciate where this is at and where we're at now. Still waiting for 3-9. <laughs> uh, still waiting, you know, <laughs> but like, <laughs> sync issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with it out here. But, um, but yeah, you know, even in the broader sense. And the other thing I like to say, too, like, if you guys really think about it, you got sitcoms, which are kind of like these annual milestones. Mm-hmm. You got patches, which yeah. are these kind of like these little sprints and whatnot. And I don't know, maybe not sprints, but, but yeah, game the games cons, right? Uh, right, uh, cons. Uh, but every time that passes, and you hit these mm-hmm. patches and these point zero one patches and these, yeah. um, you know, these uh, conferences and whatnot, is yeah. one step closer to the game being developed, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, or to the game being kind of opened up and having everything it wants to have. So. Uh, I think it's really, you know, for for those of us in some days, we're just like, man, like I, I jumped in the jumped in the verse yesterday, and I was doing a little bit of mining, and you know, it, it felt sticky, and I was just like, oh gosh, like, and then I ended up 30king at one point, and I was just like, oh man, this is like this is rough, you know, but you're yeah. always you're thinking too, like, well, you know, the technical answer is well, Evo's up, right? P or PTU is up for Evo, but yeah, uh, but the but the other the other part is, um, okay, you know what, like. They're working on it. They're, every day is progress, you know, because we know out of the 500 plus employees there, you know, it's safe to say that, you know, at least 97, 98% of them, you know, are just full send on this project with the other 3% continue being weeded out because they're just, you know, they're just there for a job, you know, trying to do something. Um, but I, you know, so the majority of people who are working on the, on the project wanted to succeed and every step they take is one step closer. So that's kind of the hope, you know, it's just like, all right, you're part of something and every step, you know, you take is one, just one moving forward. Uh, but, yeah. uh, before we, we um, get to the question, totally uh, we are question, by the way. Um, Kimberly, do you have any thoughts you want to share, share now that you've seen oh, no. the video? Tenth said it, he said it, he spoke well on it. And again, it's it's basically legacy. They're, 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 they're entrenched into changing game history. And as they said that what they're going to bring out to deliver, they're in, they're in uh, that cadence to do it. And it hasn't gone so far from what 2013 has shown us. But, uh, yeah, well, sp- well said, uh, Tim. I totally agree. I agree, too. I just want to add, just, just so everyone, you know, everyone should come in to the, to, to the Twitch chat and all the comments on it. They look so young. Look how skinny he is. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> So across the board, all of us. Yeah. So, Silver Bathory which, if any of the sitcoms have the cast been to, and do they have any favorite moments from when they when and if they went? Uh, Tim, do you have one? So, straight off the bat, I have not been to a sitcom. Oh, period. man. So, 
So here's the deal. So, you know, hopefully this, this COVID business uh, subsides by November because it's in LA and I can get down to LA really fast. I'm only in Northern California. By so. November? It's in October. Or October. Uh, yeah, right. October. <laughs> um, so yeah, it needs to, do, it needs to, whatever it happens, it needs to happen soon, right? We need to, please do not shut down the LA Convention Center because uh, we, we want to be there for it. But I'm totally looking forward to getting down there and being a part of the sitcom because uh, I haven't gone to one before. So it's, that, that'll be my first one this year if we get a chance to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to decide by July because they're currently using the venue, um, the LA Convention Center yeah. at a triage center or hospital right now. So That's right. Yeah. If, I saw that. If, if, if it's if it's still going on by August, I'm not confident that they'll be able to clean it up no and get ready by uh, no October. But you'll know. Like, yeah, you'll know way before then. You know, like it. Yeah. yeah absolutely. What about you, Kimmy? Uh, yeah, well, as I said earlier in the show, is a quasi-Citizen uh, Con for me, which was actually Dragon Con in that same year they did uh, Citizen Con. And, uh, and most recently was 2018 uh, Citizen Con for me. That was my very first Citizen Con. And uh, it, it was totally magic, man. Let me tell you, I was up at like 4 in the morning. I did not get to sleep until like 4 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it went from 4 a.m. to 4 a.m. nonstop, okay? Uh. And uh, it was magic. I met you, Fast Cart, there. That was great. And uh, towards the end, it was like after 3 a.m., and Chris did all the signing. And unfortunately, I got in the line too late to have anything signed. Uh -huh. And, dude, I started talking to him across the, uh, the velvet rope. Told him about uh, my encounters with Wing Commander Privateer and did not realize who he was at that time. It, essentially, right. he was a whiz kid, basically strapping on the Origin Company on his back and putting him on the map. And I told him how it changed my life as far as uh, I really delving computers based upon Wing Commander, uh, having to ha have the uh, speech pack. And I mean, it was so cool. And then building up from a community with Wing Commander experience. And he shook my hand and then we took pictures together, man. Like again, magic. Cool. Dude is essentially a true gamer and in, in all the sense of the word. Uh, the devs, uh, Chris Smith, Alistair Brown, Ali Brown, Todd Pappy, Brian Chambers. We had a cold one together. And let me tell you, these guys love what they do. They're passionate about it. Uh, so it's not a scam. <laughs> it's not a scam. But oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, dude, uh, 10th, if you can get there, guys, if you can get there to the next Citizen Con, please make it happen. Oh, uh, content creators, it's, it was all love, man. Let me tell you, it was all freaking love. So, yeah, my first experience was magic. So that's, that's what I got on that. Well, for me, I went to my first Citizen Con was 2016 in LA. Met a whole bunch of people. And I went to VerseCon in Austin the year after that, because they were in, I want to say, Frankfurt that year in 2017. And then I went to Austin in 2018. But the past year in 2019, I, did, I didn't go anywhere because it was supposed to um, the holiday. But as far as I'm, for me, I'm, I'd go for the community. I just love seeing people, giving hugs for everyone, and meeting people for the first time face-to-face, -face, hanging out, having a good grand old time. Because, I mean, like, CitizenCon 
well, back then it was more like a two hour thing. And we, we, we would get together and, um, you know, piloting and piloting to a convention and auditorium and then, 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 um, go our separate ways. But when we, when we went our separate ways, we would come back together as, as bar citizens uh, and, and uh, there'll be events all over the place every day, um, multiple events per day, barbecues, stuff like that. So I, yeah, I, 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 I love the community. Awesome. All right. So, next question. Oh, yeah. Um, just a reminder, we are taking questions. So, um, you want to put, put you have a question? Put a question in bracket. Followed by followed by your, your question. So, Black Intellect asks, "How do you think the quantanium, I think that's how you pronounce it, and the instability will change mining and hauling gameplay?" Uh, Kimmy, you want to go first this time? Uh, I'm gonna let Tenth go on that. I just drank my drink. <laughs> You take care of that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Quantanium. Um, I was doing some mining um, uh, in 3.7, um, and that was a lot of fun, Like especially with the org, the uh, multi-crew aspect to the, the, to the mole. Um, but uh, I think adding Quantanium and its instability will be uh, quite interesting because you're also adding in mining consumables uh, for your lasers. And so you, people uh, players are going to be figuring out what, what the best combinations are uh, to actually uh, extract the gas. And then um, and I, th I thought I read somewhere about how uh, being able to transport it um, is going to uh, play a factor in um, hauling as well. So um you know with it with this instability you know if it arrives you know you could you could ruin cargo you know um and i think that's yeah. going to be pretty a pretty cool aspect um to uh hauling gameplay even though i don't do a lot of hauling but um i am i'm just very much interested in seeing the additions to this loop um as i think a lot of people do like this portion of it like for me I'm not a I'm not a combat guy um, uh, to the extent that I have uh, org mates who are uh, very much into combat. So these Alex. this is the kind of gameplay that I that I'm very much into. You know, more the revenue generation, right? Like how do you actually um, make money in the verse so that you can you know fund org activities or um, small contingents or uh, even pay for security on some of these these missions. So. It's pretty cool. Um, I, yeah. I think uh, I think Quantanium is going to be cool to mine and um, cool to figure out where to sell and how what what it goes for, how to actually do it right. So I'm interested. Yep. Okay, I'm ready to get in on that question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, essentially, the elements are supply and demand and risk reward. It's it all breaks down to that uh, that caveat of what this is about, and it lends to the realism of what Star Citizen is really uh, trying to, to, to hit on all cylinders in, re, in that regard, that realism. And so I see myself in that situation where I'm like, hell no, I need, I'm gonna be uh, moving that type of cargo. But basically, depending on my bottom line and, and what things that occur that affect me in a negative way, I may have no choice but to take that cargo on and try to deliver it. But wow, what a what a funny moment when you're trying to move this and it and it, things really go south, you know, with that type of uh, cargo. 
so yeah i i do fully accept it but i will avoid it like the plague really i will but <laughs> if i have to run it i'm gonna try and run it but it yeah, could go yeah. south deeper <laughs> so yeah it's, it's it's good for the gameplay though i i totally agree with what synth was saying uh it makes a lot of sense in the game yeah for me i i one of my one of my um Professions that I want to get into is a, a, a little bit of cargo hauling. Like I mostly be a marketeer for selling and manufacturing. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be manufacturing stuff for my endeavor and then selling it on my bed and That's my that's my idea anyway. So as far as um hauling uh, instable stuff, not so much. But I'll be fine hauling this, uh, like more stable cargo. That's, yeah. that's just me. Uh, I don't see any further questions, but I have a question for myself. Given that we just watched 2013 Citizen Con, you have any favorite part of what we just watched? Come if you have something. Oh, I'm going to let uh, Sig and Sigma go first. Um, you know, it was good seeing the whole thing. Um, what gave me kind of, what, what gave me vibes, though, was seeing the old Origin 325 commercial. Because that was the commercial that, um, that got me into the game. Oh, right? really? Yeah, it was. I'm I'm an Origin guy through and through. I'm waiting for one more Origin ship, which I I oh. cross my fingers might drop maybe. No, soon. Well, just, but just as a side note, what, what was it specifically about the Origin commercial that got you into it? It was so sleek, right? Okay, think about it like this, FC. If you're coming like into a game, right? Like I was an Eve player uh, before this, and um, you know, and you're coming into a game and you play every and to me every space sim um focused on like combat right like focused on pew pewing things and focused on like uh uh kind of the militaristic um side of life in the verse right but when this game was introduced to me it was more of like the all-encompassing aspect of living inside of a universe right where it's living it's breathing there are there's certainly military pieces to it but there's also pieces of pe just civilian life right like people who are just living amongst the stars you know and this showed me like um what was one of the first things that showed me that um people could actually create kind of this luxurious lifestyle in the verse you know and um that's just what hooked me because it was like whoa like this is totally different from what i'm used to right and right. then they continue to expand upon that you know with just like the working class person um the more luxury ships like all the rest of the origin ships that came through you know all that kind of but that particular one um when my wife and i were watching the uh, commercial it just kind of showed you know this guy just a normal dude looks like he's you know you know, they said it's the BMW of the of the verse. You know, yeah. it's kind of this this middle management type of guy. You know, just kind of living his life, and uh -huh. he's not a fighter. He's just this guy who's living in the stars. You know, and this is his ride, and this is the life that he was, you know, living. And we just, I just thought it was so cool. You know, and then fast forward, I have all the origin. <laughs> okay, all the origin let me ask you. Let me ask you this real quick. So yeah. you have you have the origin three hundred line. You have all the um the special add-ons that you can you can put you can put on on on, on our ship Everything. now. Everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah. And how Everything. and how many three hundred ships do you have? All of them. 
I just have one of each variant, uh, or sorry, one in each of the categories, right? So okay. one 300 uh, size, one 100, 600, um, 890, and the bike. Okay. The X1. Cool. That's the, the X1, X1, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The X1, of course. Which I don't know, that looks good. Wow, that was... You said, what was my favorite moment of 2013? Yeah. My favorite part. Oh, wow. Um, I think it was, for me, it was the concepts. For me, it's always the concepts of what they're planning out. And you then can take that and go forward with that. And how does that change? And how does it stay the same but get better in that sense? So that's one of the things or compelling things I thought was, for me, uh, I enjoyed with the uh, 20. 2013 version of Citizen Con. And it's it all about concept. For me, it was seeing what ships were coming out back then. Like, I, I, we saw the, not Redeemer, Retaliator, and we saw the Gladiator. I didn't know that that was the year they they were they were announced. So that was mm -hmm. interesting to me. And and like I said before, you see the design between, between the two. They're similar but different, but for at least for me, I still have trouble telling telling ages and ends all apart. So mm -hmm. it was um mm -hmm. it was neat, neat to see that, and also um seeing all the different um companies that they were par partnered with back then. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was. And yeah. so far, um, it was seems like um turbulent is still around. Yeah. Uh, but as far as the others, they 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 opened up their own offices for, within CI to um take care to take care of um the branches that they were work, that they were working on. And this is before, but well, Euphonics was always redacted, so I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> you gotta feel bad. <laughs> yeah, they were. You had like, one Euphonics, job. Uh, <laughs> one was job. always redacted, so I'm not sure if they they were involved back. No, they weren't partner. They were contracted from Denver. Right. And come on, guys. I'm waiting. Let me just kind of look at the chat real quick. All right. So I guess I guess that um covered about covers it. You guys want to plug anything before we leave? Uh, I'll I'll say this that Sig is if not stronger. From what we've seen, they're definitely a much stronger and in a more of a secure place than they were at 2013. And those ambitions, we could see what those ambitions were, the passion, it's it's multiplied exponentially. And uh, and I think we all kind of feel and understand we're on the cusp of them really making another uh, as far as the tech hurdles and really propelling us what this future is going to be about as far as the game and really feeling... Uh, feeling like this is a really lived in and simulated real like um, a version of the persistent universe or our universe, a mirror image of our with some fantasy aspects to it, such as the alien races. But I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's very compelling though. Oh, no, I forgot to say something else. See, seeing the alien concept back then, that was interesting to me too. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about you, anything you want to plug, a final thoughts? No, I, I thought it was good, yeah. Um, I'm just um, looking forward to seeing more. You know, I think I think if I had to fast forward back to then, and I, I was I was looking at 2013, I'm like, yeah, I would love to learn more about this project, back into a little bit more. And mm -hmm. 
I just, I, I guess the only regret I have with Star Citizen is not getting in on it earlier. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of where I'm sitting with it. So, obviously, great work here. And it's just good to see that progress is being made. And the game is beautiful compared to, you know, what we were just looking at. It's really <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, yes, um, the guys covered most of my thoughts. I, um, it was great to see, taking a look back to 2013. I'm looking forward to, um, future episodes where we're going to cover more, um, Citizen Con. Um, I'm not sure what, when the next episode is. I mean, well, when the next, um, video that we're, that we're watching is. But we're probably going to have another episode of Still Soul Citizen next week, so stay tuned for that. Um, I'm Fast Caught, also known as FT. We got Kimmy65 and Tim Sigma. So it's take care of